Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to The Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's show, Don Crowley explains best practice for the dry cow procedure and the financial benefits of getting it right. I first asked why a six week dry period is so important. So this dry period really for the dairy cow is, is her chance to reset the clock and, and to get herself prepared for the subsequent lactation. During that dry period, what the cow's anatomy is doing is really it's, it's you're getting full involution of the other, which basically gets stopping of all milk producing tissue and therefore attacking any infectious um, bacteria that's within the other because they can't survive in that environment. And what it's giving the cow a chance is to repair and produce milk producing tissue for the subsequent lactation. So allowing the cow then to reach her true potential in that subsequent lactation. So that six week period is allowing two things. Involution of the other, which allows the cow to kill any infection that's inside her. And number two, to repair and produce any milk producing alveoli tissue to produce milk for the subsequent lactation. And then when we look at the dry off procedure, like you can essentially split it up into three parts. Management of the cows before dry off event, during the dry off event and then after how we manage the cow after we dry them off. So firstly, if we look at how we manage cows before we dry them off, is there anything important that we should be doing? So coming up to drying off, what you're really trying to do is step down the milk production of that cow. So as what you're trying to do is step her down from the point of view of getting her target to shutting down. Now, that doesn't involve once a day milking. It means just reducing the nutrition plane, let's say the level of concentrates that's in the diet, which is a primary reason that's driving milk at that stage. So what you're trying to do is get the milk production at about 8 to 10, 12 litres. Um, so that when we are going to dry her off, that there isn't going to be no in- excessive pressure on the other at drying off and that she'll naturally be able to absorb those tissue even. The second thing then, I suppose, coming up to just getting dry off is getting your ducks in a row from the point of view of hygiene, housing. At the time of year, if we're lucky enough weather is, and there is enough sufficient grass outside or drying off and allowing to let out is going to be a huge opportunity from the point of view of hygiene. But if that doesn't suffice, that, that our housing our housing and cubicle setup is clean enough and available enough to deal with the cows as they're being dried off. And then if we consider on the day that we dry off cows, what is really important for us during the dry off procedure? Well, the two real things I mean, is preparation and hygiene are the two crucial things at drying off. All right, if we talk about preparation, have I got a culture and sensitivity done? Do I know what bacteria is involved? Do I have I got the correct tubes that survive that? And have I adequate sealers that's there? Have I gloves? Have I disinfection tissue? Have I enough help? Have I my groups organized? And the preparation is absolutely crucial. And in the actual, in, I suppose, the procedure of actually drawing off, it's hygiene, hygiene, hygiene. And like, and I say just on the last one of preparation that I have a recent milk recording then coming up to drawing off as well so that I can adequately identify the girls I'm going to call, the cows that are going to get the different treatments and that they're all organised when it's coming up to up, up to that date. And the day of drawing off then, the biggest thing is the hygiene, hygiene, hygiene we're saying, like I mentioned before, and the thing is the group sizes and have I enough help. In my opinion, if you're doing an antibiotic and a sealer, that's eight tubes for cow, 
in my opinion, 10 cows is enough for any man or woman to do to do it right. You know, if you're doing just dry cow on its only, on its own, you can do up to 20. But we're seeing too many cases where this is failing due to the in excess cows being taken on a drying off. I suppose then at the procedure itself, it's mets, cotton wool, cleaning the opening of the teeth. That's absolutely crucial. And having an organized procedure from front left, front right, back right, back left. So at least if there's a tube falls in your anything, you know the sequence that sits in. If that's kept the same the whole time, you massage the antibiotic up into the other, but the teeth seal must sit as a plug in the teeth and you'd squeeze a small little bit of the sealer out so that you can see the, the bit of the sealer at the excess at the end of the teeth. Pause spray and then out. And then you're disinfecting your gloves with teeth spray and stuff as you're going from coat to coat. Like even the procedure itself, it needs time, it needs organization. You milk your cows, you draft out your eight, ten, your ten cows that you're going to dry cow. You hose out the parlor. I would say go ahead and have your breakfast or something first. You come back out then and give the job the respect it deserves. Just to pick up on a few things that you mentioned, Don, like the firstly, you said, you know, using the correct tube and actually culturing the cows to see what bacteria are there. Is this a common mistake? Are people using the wrong tubes? I, I suppose, look, from from the work that, you know, the Warpark was doing, a lot of the companies and veterinary surgeons would have done, like, there isn't any major resistant issue that's cropping up. But antimicrobial resistance is becoming an issue. And, and farmers know this themselves. They know it from the difficulty it's taking them to cure clinical cases of mastitis that they get. And not every tube will work in a clinical case of mastitis. They know this themselves. And correspondingly, we, anecdotally, we're seeing farmers are having mixed results from different tubes that they use. And Animal Health Ireland, in conjunction with ICF, brought out a, um, a cell check report that analyzes the cure rate over the dry period. And our target is 85%. And we're seeing a lot of clients with cure rates down at 60, 65%, which is indicating that the wrong antibiotic is being used. So what we're recommending is that you do a culture and sensitivity. So I'll pick out three or four high cows. But the crucial thing is that it's done um, hygienically, that you clean the teats, you fill your bath. You, all you need is a couple of, couple of, first couple of pulls go onto the ground. You tilt your bottle to 45 degrees and you get your sample into the bottle as clean as possible, avoiding any contamination as much as possible. And you get that a cool in, into the fridge or into the freezer, into the freezer as, as quick as you can. But this is going to tell us the bugs and it'll also tell us, which, to be honest, the biggest thing is it'll tell us what not to use more than what to use, that if there is a resistance within the laboratory, at least it's give you a guide to what to use in, in our dry period. The, 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 the dry cold period is too important to miss that chance. And we're seeing too many clients where they've got missed that and it has huge consequences for the subsequent lactation. So um, the second thing I wanted to pick up on is where you're giving the antibiotic tube, you're recommending one person should dry off 10 cows. So that would suggest that, you you know, it's not ideal to do the whole herd in the one day. No, I am Look, the practicalities are, and look, farmers listening to this, everyone knows that that's just not practical. It's not realistic. If, if, you, want, if you want to do this job right, of course you can do it. But you're not going to do it right. So, like, the thing is, is the consequences of this being done wrong have a huge financial cost on the, on the next dry cover and the subsequent lactation. We're seeing too many farmers, and 
I'm talking thousands and tens and thousands of a password this is done around. And this is primarily down to people doing too many, too fast, without the adequate hygiene being carried out. And where we're seeing it in is the new infection rate inside in that cell check report sheet. Every farmer that's milk recording will see this. Or these, so these are cows that were low in cell count and dyslactation, and they're high in the subsequent lactation. And that is from dry cow contamination. You know, and we're seeing this too, too often. Farmers know it themselves. They know that there's only so much you can think of if you're going to do this job right. And the biggest issue where we're seeing this is in the bigger herds because you know, they're taking on big numbers and a short space of time with the compact calving that they're doing. And, and it's something that needs to be addressed. And I suppose, you know, just to kind of sum up, you know, um, you know, be well prepared and allow a lot of time for the dry off process and then hygiene is key, um, you know, and have the materials in place to do it. And if then we move on, Don, to after we dry off the cow, you, you mentioned ideally if we could get out to grass that they're not say, housed um, once they're dried off. What other tips have you for the um, after we dry off? I thought the biggest thing really is having cubicles lined and stuff after milking, after drying off. That's the big thing. Let's just, we're just assuming no, we can't go out and it's into a shed that they're going. Um, the second thing, then there's an adequate cubicle spaces for that first two to three weeks after after drying off till they've completely soaked up because that's a big risk period there after drying off. Second thing is the frequency at which scrapers are you are on. I would be running them every three to four hours to just... The frequency that has done, especially if it's not in a slatted bed, the frequency at which scrapers run has a huge um, complement and, and keep the ability to keep the cubicles clean. There's no doubt if if there's an extra bit of fibre put in the diet, whether that's straw, it'll just keep the dungs that bit tighter. So they're again, um, the beds are kept that bit cleaner and drier. But like it, it's it's all down to the stocking rate of the cubicles and how clean you can keep those beds. I saw the real cows to watch really are the cows that leak a lot after after drying off. And they're the girls that can cause a lot of issues. Um, in my opinion, what I would do is I would, um, if they're still leaking, let's say after their sealer, I would reseal them. I would reseal them about a week to 10 days afterwards and we're getting very good results with that. Um, and I would keep them separate to the main bunch. I, I try and keep some few cubicles where they are on their own bunch. Everyone has a half dozen of them that are inclined to be free or milking cows and will leak a lot after drying off. Or if they can, of course, prioritise them to put them out. That's an excellent tip, Don. So a week to 10 days where they're still leaking, you know, reseal them and it's very effective. And finally then, Don, I, um, you, you've mentioned antimicrobial resistance and the fact that there's a lot of discussion about it. And that's the, the final thing I wanted to touch on with you. There is an increasing interest in selective dry cow therapy. And I suppose, firstly, can you explain what that actually means? We have two, we have two approaches when we come to drying off. We have blanket dry coat therapy and we selective dry coat therapy. Blanket dry coat therapy is where I will use antibiotics plus or minus a sealer on all my dairy cows. Selective dry coat therapy is where I will use antibiotics plus or minus a sealer on a proportion of my cows and I just use sealer only with no antibiotics on another proportion of my cows. So it's, it's I'm selectively drying off my cows with a certain procedure. I'm not blanketly administering antibiotic to all my herd. Where does selective dry cow therapy work well? 
Okay, there's there's been a push towards selective dry coat has, and been a move away from blanket use of antibiotics across the herd. I suppose Animal Health Ireland and Moorpark are doing a lot of work and internationally are doing a lot of work in this to, to see what's the best approach the farmers can use to use selective dry coat. I suppose where I'm seeing it as herds is the first thing you need to be milk recording. How can you identify low cell count cows, cows that are suited to this system unless you have adequate milk recording. The second thing I would think is to know the thresholds of which cows then are, are suitable or not. And number three, the other thing is, am I doing a good, have I a low enough cell count in my bulk tank that warrants that I am hygienic enough, that I am I am very good at doing blanket dry cow anyway, that it's less of a risk because there is a risk, there is a risk with going down to selective dry cow. The blanket dry cow is an insurance policy. But it's something we need to look at. In my opinion, if people are looking at selective dry cow, I would be looking at cows that are under 50,000 for the year, at an average of under 50,000 for the year. The reason we pick that is that no quarter will be over 200,000 in that. You know, some farmers are pushing that to 100,000 as the threshold that they, they will be no count. They'll average 100,000 for the year with no count over 200,000 and no clinical case in mastitis. And for a lot of farmers, what I would say, if they're contemplating something like this, maybe pick out a certain proportion of their herd, 5% or 10% of their herd, and to try it, to see it. Don't go trying a lot of cows, but to try it. It's, it's something that is coming down the tracks, but it needs to be taken with care. Have a recent milk recording, identify your cows, maybe an average cell count of 50,000 for the year, no count over 200,000. And then you you administer your sealer that, but hygiene is crucial when you're talking about selective trico. And say, Don, for your cow who has a somatic cell of under 50,000 on average for the year, what sort of cell count would you expect for that cow in the subsequent lactation? Uh, for a vast majority of farmers, we're seeing no... Just if, you see, when a cow has a cell count of 50,000, there's no infection inside in that other. So assuming that we will do our procedure correctly, there should be no increase in cell counts in the subsequent lactation. There is some work being done. There's some work showing that there is, and there's work recently done through more parker stuff, that there is an increase in somatic cell counts in the subsequent lactation, and more work needs to be done that. Anecdotally, we are seeing farmers that are at it quite a bit, and we've done a number of studies with co-ops where there has been no increase in the subsequent lactation. But again, it comes down to like, you've a cow with a cell count of 50,000. There's no infection inside there. The only way she has a raise in cell count to subsequent lactation is it was administered during the dry cow procedure. So that's why hygiene is so crucial. And finally, Don, just to conclude, what are your top three tips for farmers as they approach the dry off event on farms? I would say first three tips, I would have, I would have a recent milk recording, no more than four weeks than, than my start of drying off. I would have preparation from the point of view of culture and sensitivity done with my tubes collected well in time. And the third and crucial thing, I think, is have plenty of help organised. Organise your help for those days. Dedicate you. If you're going to dream off over a week, two weeks, dedicate that week. Have the help lined up. It's a financial cost that's well, that'll pay for itself in multiple lot of times. But I think preparation, preparation, organisation and hygiene, they're the Big, big, big things. That's great. Thank you, John. No problem. That's it for this week's episode of the Jerry Edge podcast. And my thanks to Don Crowley for joining me on this week's show. 
Don't forget to subscribe on Apple and Google Podcasts. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.